coming to you live from Nick's house. It's Mav and Goose and PC Principal. Hey guys, back at it again. Uh, podcast number two. Uh, we're really stoked. We got some really good outreach from the first pod, and uh, and we're gonna bring it back again uh, for you uh, loyal listeners out there. Goose, how you doing today? Doing well, doing well. It's been a uh, long week. I'm excited to get behind the mic. It's uh, a little toasty out here, but I'm glad to be inside of Nick's house and uh, back together with the boys. I'm glad that we have uh, the principal in house tonight. Welcome, principal. How are you? Yeah, this is my first time uh, at the crib. So uh... <laughs> the literal crib. It's right here. We're, we're sitting next to a we're, crib. <laughs> we're we're broadcasting out of my future kid's house. Uh, house. Uh, well, yeah, he's gonna be probably running the house, but uh, we're, we're we're broadcasting from uh, my future kid's room. We got the crib right here next to us, so literally we are uh, we're broadcasting from the crib. So we're pretty very, soaked. It's very welcoming, very educational in here. Yeah, my, you got the geography, pictures of animals. Yeah, Sarah, I felt I felt like very comforted when I walked. Yeah, in. Sarah did a great job in here. I want to give a shout out to my wife. She's really uh, making things. Uh, how do you want to say? Easy for me because. Uh, Definitely got to get that get out that shout out to Sarah. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's get to what everybody's been waiting for. They've all everybody's been dying to hear the principal's thoughts on the epic Game Seven NBA Finals. PC principal. Well, uh, in in the first pod for the Dabods.net, I uh, I said that I really like the Cavs and that I I had been rooting for them in the beginning, but I thought there was just no chance. And then after Game Three, I was really I, f- I felt motivated, and then after Game Four, I relapsed. But to see them come back and win was that was exciting for me because I feel like every team I ever pick to win something like that, a championship, they always lose. So that was kind of, that was really cool, and to see LeBron James just take it to the to the Warriors, I like that. I like that dominance. It definitely definitely reminded me of uh, when Mav took over as on his championship teams when he was just ready to. To take the ball to the hole and do whatever it took, it really. It, I haven't seen anything like that since Mav's performance. So I got to give a shout out to LeBron, uh, Mav. What did it remind you of? You know, uh, I think the uh, the thing that really took uh, took the championship away from the Warriors was, uh, it's like you said, LeBron's. Uh, I think he really dominated the paint. You know, he was backing down everyone on the on the Warriors team. There's no one that can stop him. Um, Definitely reminds me of using my 40-year-old body and, uh, and really bullying uh, Jordan T in the paint. Uh, Jordan T, if you're out there, I apologize. Things got a little too competitive, but uh, at least I didn't, uh, you know, play dirty and kick you in the junk. <laughs> he didn't rip his jeans. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jordan T. We love you here at Dad Bob's D Team. Always a spot for you if you ever want to make an appearance on the mic. We always got an open spot for you. We got a we got a pranking segment wide open for you if, you, if you're interested. Anyway, um, so what was really, what do you guys think, uh, you know, you guys, we've all been part of a championship team. Of course. We all know what it takes to win a championship. So what were the Warriors lacking that made them lose three games in a row with that, after that 3-1 lead? Well, in the first one, they, they lost Draymond to that suspension, yeah. the makeup call by the league. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think after that, I just threw him off. I think you would have seen the Thunder win in the series before, not to backtrack too much, but if Draymond gets suspended uh, in the Thunder series, he has the game to come back, and he's a head case, which happened for the Cavs. 
and so the Thunder would have gone their game. But regardless, I think I thought that was it. They after that suspension, they just couldn't get together. Curry was Curry was missing the whole series. I feel like though, Kyrie outscored and poor of the seven games. I'd have to agree with you. I think I think what caught up with the Warriors was the lack of an inside presence. I mean, don't get me wrong. Here at the Dad Bods D team, we love Anderson Verjao. We love the way he plays, the way he flops, uh, the way he's acting all the time. It's great. Um, it's really a sight to see, to be honest. But I think when it comes down to it, um, Anderson Verjao just isn't really a center for the NBA. Um, Festus Azili, everybody talks about his potential, but I feel like his head's not always there. He's always kind of missing plays. And then, of course, the injury to Andrew Bogut, who I'm not still not a big Andrew Bogut fan, but in the end, that inside presence, there's no shot-blocking ability. I mean, Draymond Green can only do so much on the inside, let's be honest. Uh, Iggy, I'm going to I'm, I'm go on a limb here, and I think a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I think Iggy, is his defense is overrated. Like, how can you say he's a great defender when LeBron's still almost averaging a triple-double with 30 points a game? And he did the same thing in the last series. Everybody said last years his uh, performance was one for the one for the book. So how is Iggy such a great defender when LeBron's still averaging 40? I know they say he's slowing him down, but is he really? Because LeBron's doing more than he ever has in the finals. So thoughts? I think uh, Iggy Dow has really shown his uh, his age. He's got those back problems, you know, just really. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I really think if we go back, I mean, it's, it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda. But I think if the Thunder took the Warriors like they should have done, they really should have d- taken that series. Um, I really think we're naming the Thunder as the champions. I, I'm a huge fan of Stephen Adams. Uh, I think uh, the Warriors should. Uh, I think the Warriors should trade for him. He was their biggest kryptonite. You know, you get him on the team, and, and I think you're smooth sailing to a cha- uh, uh, a championship next year. But uh, you know, uh, it's it's like the principal said. You know. Steph was gone. He was nowhere to be found. You can't do anything out without your playmate, playmaker. Uncle Drew is uh, outperforming him. Uh, Clay Thompson was hot and cold. You, you didn't know what you were going to get from him. It seemed like he was going to he was going to turn out those big threes. He was going to get like, you know, he would hit back to back, and you're like, oh, here it goes. He's going to hit five in a row, and, uh, and you know, he'd go down and miss his third shot, and and then he wouldn't show up after that. So uh, the Warriors just looked completely. Uh, discombobulated, in my opinion, and uh, the Cavs took advantage of that. LeBron was has that laser focus, and uh, it, it really showed. Obviously, he took home the championship, and uh, kudos to him. I, I'm not, I can't say I'm a huge LeBron supporter, but y- he wouldn't be denied. He wouldn't be denied whatsoever. I know how that feels to not be denied. Um, I've been in that position before. I've had that motivation, that laser focus. So I, I know what LeBron's feeling right now. It's complete euphoria. Well, one thing I always felt during the season was that it seemed like teams were trying to play Golden State like they were Golden State. They're like, the only way we can beat them is if we play exactly like Steph Curry. And the the Suns tried to do it, and they thought Brandon Knight could be their guy, and we all know how that turned out. Like they at the end of the season, they almost took him right. Yeah, what, it was their last matchup. So it was close. It was like it was close, but they couldn't beat him. And I love that LeBron James and Kyrie were like. You know, screw you guys. We're better. <laughs> we're just gonna take you one on one or one on two or one on three, and we're gonna score on you anyways because you guys are all six eight or you know shorter, and we know yeah. we can score on you. But tell me about the last, um, the last like three minutes, four minutes. 
didn't it remind you of like pick up basketball. Yeah. Like the last, oh, it's yeah. like game game six, and everyone's tired and. I, I bet everyone in Oracle Arena were were uh, reminded of them walking into the gym, looking through the glass and going to the court. You see everyone just putting up those three pointers. <laughs> Finally, one guy hits it, and they win the game. And so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was that last few minutes was just it was bad for both teams. And I mean, the Cavs had uh, Kyrie hit that three, and and that's really what made it, obviously. And uh, I can't believe he made that. Yeah, that was that was a big deal. Was, you know, hand in his face, Curry. I think Curry played played that well. Uh, especially with the time running down, um, no fouls or anything. You put the hand in the face. Not much more you can do that besides that. But um, I think the biggest thing uh, I, I can't believe I forgot to say this in the beginning. But I think the biggest thing was definitely Golden State's inability to rebound. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna cough it up to uh, I'm gonna chalk it up to uh, one reason. This is my theory. Uh, I don't know how many times I've seen highlights of the Warriors throughout the season where uh, Steph Curry puts up a three and the whole team just heads to the other side of the floor. Um, I think that that's kind of a habit that they got into that, oh, Steph's going to make it. Oh, Clay's going to make it. And then when they didn't make it, oh, guess who's there for the rebound? LeBron, Tristan Thompson. Um, Deli. Kevin Love, Deli. Deli's getting well, in there. Kevin Love led the team. He yeah, exactly. Team. Kevin Love, he had, the, he, had a, he had a ton of rebounds. Okay, 10 and, defensive, and uh, he actually had four offensive. Mm-hmm. And Tyrese Thompson, or uh, Tristan Thompson? Yeah. He had he had zero, which I was surprised because they always talk about that's like the only reason they keep him around. He does. He's an offensive monster. Uh, Tristan Thompson, he came out big in uh, game, was game six when he yeah. was? Yeah, when he was, uh, he, was yeah. Pr- he was he was playing his role. I'll just say that. He was playing his role, so. I will say this, I, I mean, and we talk about the big plays, you have to give LeBron his defense towards the end was locked down whenever he was on Curry. How many times did he block Curry and just stare him down? <laughs> I, can, I, remember, I remember when uh, Mav, a.k.a. the Hammer, uh, was raining on defense and he was blocking shots. He would stare you down, send a message. I remember Goose, he laid a few people on defense out, just sent a message. It was rough basketball, and... And when it comes to playoffs, you got to play physical basketball, and that's what it takes. I think there just needs to be that one play where you send a message. Goose, I remember there was a play in a, in a specific championship that we played in together where it wasn't even the championship. It was regular season, the season we went undefeated. Um, but anyway, uh, I remember there was a guy, he was hot and he, from the three-point line, and uh, you put a shoulder into him when he was up hitting that, hit, trying to hit that jump shot. And uh, did he ever make a shot? Did he make a shot after that? Did he not. Not one shot well, after. That's lucky, what I'm saying. Lucky you got away with the I think, one. Yeah, seriously. I think uh, you put, you when it comes to those uh, big games, I think you put together a physical performance, and uh, it rattles the other team. I feel like uh, Steph was rattled. LeBron blocked it. I remember it vividly three specific times over the course of the finals where Steph just completely got smashed it was like playing it was like i was playing volleyball all over again just watching the vol- mm-hmm. watching volleyball all over again lebron james was going over that spike and, and Le- steph set him up perfectly <laughs> well if lebron was a volleyball player what position would he play you guys were like, oh players. man I, i'm not sure how coach steam would feel have, about this but have to put him on the outside he's just too athletic get get him the rock oh, yeah, let him let him feast off the nectar yeah he's definitely that type of guy that that's your just your go-to guy mm-hmm. period because uh, like I say, he's he's got that laser focus. He reminds me of that. Uh, if he were to be one on the USA men's team, it'd be like what's her name, Bethany Hooker, the the girl USA. She was in the Olympics. <laughs> I'm telling you, she was there. I believe, I believe yeah, she yeah. was there. Bethany Hooker, yeah, great comparison. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on. Hold on, hold on. One more point on this finals. I, one I, more point from the goose. One one thing that kind of get ruffles goose's feathers. Um, 
The Cavs, their <laughs> their their salary cap is 110 million, and it's it's just absurdly over the cap, and it just kind of bugs me. Like, why in professional sports? It's almost to me like the Cavs are buying a championship here. They're paying so much extra money. They're willing to pay the tax. Obviously, Dan Gilbert's not going to make the same mistake of not paying money to get LeBron teammates. Is there an asterisk next to this to this title because of how much extra money they spent? Whereas the whole rest of the league is, I mean, the next closest payroll, I believe, is the Warriors, who are $10 million lower than them, which is still over, which I don't agree with. I think if there's going to be a salary cap, it should be a hard salary cap with limited flexibility. Um, I just don't understand how one team can basically, in a way, buy a championship because they're $20 million over the cap, which is essentially one max player. So take away, I don't know, Kyrie Irving from the team, and it's going to be a whole different ball club. I don't know. Something to think about. We're not going to... We won't get into small, that small, You heard it from Small Town America. We won't hear that discussed uh, much today. I can, I can see why your uh, feathers are ruffled there, Goose. Um, the, uh, for some reason, what brings to mind... What, the, what that your point brings to mind is um, Denver. Denver Broncos. Yeah. They put they put a lot of money into their defense, and uh, it paid off for them. I, uh, John Elway, he, he, I feel like he bought himself a, a Super Bowl. Um, but I guess if you got the money... Why not go buy yourself a, a trophy? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like the, the Yankees. The Yankees were notorious for buying all their players and having the top talent, and they won a few championships, and people don't like them. So I guess that's up to you, our listeners, to decide uh, how you feel about that. But that's just something I wanted to bring up and uh, get you guys thinking about. So uh, let's move on to our next topic. Matt? Um, let's go to the, uh, the NBA draft. Now that the finals are over, we're... Uh, Thursday? It's Thursday. It's Thursday, so uh, it's coming up quick. Um, a lot of subpar talent out there, in my opinion, uh, except for one, and I'll get to that later. I'm going to save that for later. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, give that away too fast. I don't want you guys to to turn off the podcast after you. I want to keep you guys uh, begging for more, so to speak. But uh, uh, NBA draft. What do you guys? What are you guys thinking? Who's your prospects, and who do you feel? Well, I heard a report today that. The Sixers, the 76ers, have told Ben Simmons, you will be the number one. It makes me, I think he does, well, you were telling me that you've been watching a lot of his highlight reel, yeah. Uh, Nav. Yeah, I've been watching. <clears throat> um, I was, uh, story, story time real quick, I was at Outback Steakhouse for Father's Day. Uh, give a shout out to uh, my father-in-law, Roy, hope you're listening. Anyway, um, it just so happened on the TV, obviously ESPN is at the bar. Um, if any bars out there are playing anything besides ESPN, uh, any besides sports, uh, you need to rethink your business strategy. Anyway, um, <laughs> don't want to get too sidetracked, but anyway, ESPN was on and they were playing, um, the NBA draft is like uh, NBA draft week and they were playing, um, reruns of it was Ben Simmons. It must've been Ben Simmons, uh, uh, focus because it was a bunch of LSU games. Anyway, I was watching Ben Simmons and uh, um, I don't know. I'm not sold on him. Um, he's had some comparisons to LeBron James. Um, I went, just to refresh my mind, I went back and watched some highlights of LeBron James back in high school. And uh, I can see some similarities there uh, pretty much just in the passing game. Um, I also see uh, how in, in uh, LSU how Ben Simmons was able to Sometimes you'd drive the lane, you'd attract a couple defenders, and you would dish it out to someone else who would hit either a perimeter shot or come in and, um, you know, kind of skirt, sneak behind the defense and, and, and put it down for a slam. But um, I think 
so far that's where the comparisons end. I, I, my gut's telling me that Ben Simmons isn't gonna isn't gonna be anywhere near what LeBron is. Um, but I guess early on those comparisons may be somewhat valid. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I kind of like that they're gonna be picking up Simmons because it's gonna open up a can of worms because they have Joel Embiid, Nerlens Noel, and. Uh, What's, what's the guy you like, Nathan? Jahil Okafor. Jahil Okafor. I mean, I kind of forgot about him after he uh, got injured last season, but and he disappears on defense. <clears throat> but uh, I think they have to deal one of them, or two of them. I, I don't know how many they deal, but to bring in Simmons to that front court, it, they're going to end up like the Cows, where the Cows are paying uh, Mozgov money to sit on the bench and not play a minute in the finals. Yeah, but you also have to look at, and I know there's been lots of trade talks about the Sixers are actively looking to trade uh, Okafor and and or Nerlens Noel. Um, also, it's been pointed out that they're thinking about running Ben Simmons in the point guard, which uh, could be interesting. He's obviously got them ball handling skills. He's got the LeBron-esque uh, handles and uh, vision out there. So I'd say he'll definitely. I don't think he'll be a problem in the front court. I think he'll definitely be somewhere in the back court, uh, like LeBron handles the ball. Shoot, when it comes to crunch time, LeBron usually seems to have the ball in his hand. Uh, I think Ben Simmons is a great pick, number one. I think Ingram's a lock for number two. And I think what we really need to start thinking about is what's Boston going to do with the three pick. They obviously have a crap load of draft picks. Danny Ainge knows what he's doing when it comes to rebuilding. Um, I don't think he wants Dragon Bender. Um, Dragon Bender? Yeah. I don't like saying dragons. It makes him sound fierce, and I think he's pretty soft. So yeah, he that's that's soft. that's my view on we'll Dra- Dragon Bender. Mavs swooping in. Hey, well said. Buzzing the tower, you know. <laughs> but I do think it, it will come down to who Boston wants, what they want to do with the number three. I think obviously want the star, but if the star's not there, shoot, I think they got to go with Jalen Brown. Um, he's he's the only logical pick at that point, and they also have. The thing about Boston is they have a, a, a quite a few more first-round draft picks in upcoming drafts from that horrible Nets trade. That the Mets, the Nets are just a complete mess right now. There's, sorry, Nets. If there's any Net fans out there, those of you listening in Brooklyn, you guys uh, just settle in for the winter. You guys got a long couple, at least a few years before you even have a chance of being Five, somewhat good. Five hundred to one odds. Five hundred to one. It's only going to get higher because you're not getting any better. Is oh, so, uh, Andre Karolinko still on the team? AK forty seven. I think he's. He might be making a comeback. That probably be a starting uh, maybe, forward. Maybe he needs. Well, now that Hornacek in New York, maybe they can meet halfway. Might as well work on that baseline jumper that got Hornacek into coaching. In I think. If, I think if I'm a Nets fan, I go to Vegas. And put down a five dollar bet. You know, if my team wins, I'm making what twenty five hundred bucks. Oh, might as well. Might as well go and uh, take a high risk bet. Maybe uh, waste your five bucks. Maybe, so that's fine. Maybe something will come out of the woodwork. Go play blackjack or something else. Go. <laughs> Goosey, you, Goose, you've had a lot of experience in the casino, actually, so you would know. Uh, would you bet five? Would you bet five dollars for the Nets to win the championship, or would you put? Uh, I don't know. All, all your money on black in uh, roulette. Definitely all my money on black. I'd probably, have, if we compare it to the Nets, I'm going to go all in on green, to be honest with you. <laughs> that double zero. I have better chances of winning that than the Nets. Shows, just, goes to, just goes to show my casino knowledge. Obviously, uh, red and black is a 50 50. Definitely go for that green. Right. Shout out to B Quad. Um, <laughs> well, and as we learned uh, last week on the, the Dad Bods episode two, 
podcast. Casinos never lie. Las Vegas never <laughs> lies. Vegas never so definitely got to go all in on that, what they tell me but to. more about Las Vegas later. Yeah, but... we'll get back to that later. So I do want to touch uh, Goose here. Uh, for those of you that get our voices confused, I know that's been an issue. Um, uh, what do I want to talk about? Oh, Buddy Healed. I... Goose is pretty uh, riled up about Buddy Hill. I think Buddy Hill is going to be the one of the best players in this draft, at least the third best player, if not higher. I think he's got the shot. He's got the work ethic. He's got the length to be great on defense. Um, personally, as a Suns fan, I'd love to put him at the point guard. I know it surprises some of you, but I'd love to put him at the point guard, team up with Devin Booker. I think that'd match up with the Splash Bros. Um, I know he's a bit older, and in today's NBA world, if you get drafted when you're 22 23, that's kind of, you're ancient and you're missing out on some years. But I think Buddy Hield comes in mature. He has the shot from range, which is the premium in this league today. Um, I'm big on Buddy Hield, and I hope he goes to my sons. But I just, I'm excited to watch him in the NBA and uh, see where he goes from here. Your guys' thoughts? Any um, sleepers? You know what? Uh... <laughs> math, math will save you for later. I'll, I'll save you You're for next. later. You're I'll next. You're next. Principal, any thoughts on... Uh... We all knew where that was. <laughs> Principal, do you have anybody you're uh, really looking forward to in this draft that you don't think is getting the attention they deserve? Well, one I think that's interesting is Chris Dunn because he keeps telling people, I don't want to go here. And he's like really using he's like using some leverage. I don't think we've really seen that in the NBA for a while where they're like, I will absolutely not go to this place. Yeah, usually you see that in the NFL with some uh, few quarterbacks we won't name names, but can, right, right. But in exactly. the NBA, it's kind of unheard of. No, no, yeah. I mean, it, it's happened before. It's not like he's groundbreaking. I'm just saying it's kind of interesting that he looked at the Phoenix Suns. I mean, we're we're from Phoenix, so we know a little bit more about the situation there as far as stockpiling point guards year after year for the last three seasons and trying to make that work. I know how you love that dual dual point guard system, Nathan. But unfortunately, uh, uh, with Chris Dunn saying, "I I will not come work out for you." <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But I think he's someone that could be like Buddy Hill, bring that maturity. John Wall Jr. Uh, <laughs> he just Principal, that, he you're bringing like, up a sore subject. This could be, we could do a whole podcast on how much John Wall sucks. He can't even make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Like, John Wall, here at Dad's Bot D Team, Goose is not a fan of John Wall. If you can't make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference, like... You'd be back up in the Western Conference. Good point, Nav. Good point. <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. Whoa, whoa, easy there. That was not me speaking. I know the voices get confused, but I'm not the naysayer of John Wall. Sorry, um, I had to drop John Wall. I knew we just uh, PC principal likes to, likes to stir the pot. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the draft. Let's get to the to Mavs. Mavs' big thought here on the draft. The creme de la creme. Here's who I'm liking wait, wait, right wait. now. Big thought or big thong? <laughs> oh, I like the way. Uh, hey, I like the I like the way you uh, set that up. I'm really digging thong maker. Okay. I don't know what it is, but my gut's telling me that he's going to be something. I, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar. I'm not going to say he's going to be the next Kevin Durant. The, I think the only comparison there is uh, body weight. Hakeem Olajuwon? <laughs> body weight coming into the NBA. Um, but I think that, uh, uh, man, he's got, uh, I just see a fire in that guy. I really do. Um Everyone compares says how thin he is. You know, uh, I I don't think that's such a bad thing. 
Um, I really think he has a fire in him. Um, he can really, you know, he, he likes to dunk. He likes the emotional plays. Uh, you see him out there pumping his chest. I was watching a, a specific highlight reel where he was uh, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with some chump that's trying to fight him or something. I don't know what was going on, but but I really like that. You know, I like the emotion. I like the competitive nature. I know uh, on my road to championships, I've I've almost gotten a couple fights before, and so I keep an eye out for that uh, that raw. You know, it's just, I don't even know how to explain it. You almost say it's playing for the love of the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just playing, for, just playing for the love of the game. You know, and uh, you know, this, obviously, like we've mentioned before, we're we're out of Phoenix, and uh, I think our sons, uh, you know, they got they got pick they got picks to use. You know. They got picks to use. I'm not saying take him four. I'm not saying take them 13. I don't know if he's going to fall as far as uh, whether they have the 28th pick. I don't think he's going to fall that far, to be honest. I think someone's going to see some some raw talent uh, and, and see him as a project that can uh, someday become a productive uh, player down low. He could blossom. Um, I, I, really think, I really think he can blossom. Speaking of fighting, who... He's so skinny now. Who do you think he can beat in a fight in the league? You know what? If he gets some uh, scrap, who's he taking? I say he takes the Draymond Green road and he just uh, <laughs> starts kicking people in the junk. Dude, in the groin. <laughs> he just has those long legs. Him and Draymond could be best friends. The, the Warriors could draft him. What a, you know? what a steal that would be. Think about it. As we mentioned before, we're talking about how the Warriors need uh, some rebounding. They need someone down low. Uh, Thon Maker might be someone. You know, Him and Draymond could go to... Those self-defense, those women's self-defense classes together, and uh, they can really make something happen, you know? Maybe they trade off suspensions over the course of the season, and uh, you're just fine. I think that's a very valid point, Mav. <laughs> it, would give a whole new, it would give a whole new meaning to the... <laughs> well, with that being said... Wait, 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 wait. Um, it would get... Principal... PC. It would give a whole new meaning to the Thon Shopmaker. <laughs> Thon the Shopmaker. Or shot taking, Taker. Just taking know. shots. Thon, Thon around. the Shopmaker. <laughs> right. No disrespect to Thon Maker. I, I'm, this is no joke. I really think he's going to be something in the NBA. Keep an eye on him. Um, he has, he's got a lot of skepticism around him, but uh, I honestly think that, that he could be uh, a decent uh, pick. With that being said, uh, here at DadBot T Teams, we're going to take a quick break and uh, let's get a message from our sponsors. Out there, look up Bobby Robson on Snap, and trust me, I've been on the internet daily, so I know vlogs. And we're back! <laughs> <laughs> Goose here. And of course, we wouldn't be the uh, Dad Bods D team if we didn't talk a little WNBA. I know PC Principal has been itching all day to get it off his chest. Oh, about hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me just. Oh, I forgot to mention this other game. I just got to let you go. You guys might be wondering why PC Principal is even on the D team. Uh, turns out the magician uh, was disappointed in PC's uh, hitting percentage when it came to the jokes. So uh, he got sent down the D team. We're glad to have him. Uh, he knows a lot about the WNBA. He loves the NHL. Um, all of us here are just fans of the, of the Yotes. Uh, I just want to clear the air on that all right. one. It's Back a, to you, Goose. It's, it's all political. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> PC. <here>. <laughs> hey! <laughs> all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. Uh, we'll edit that out. All right, all right. So, of course, we had to talk about 
the big matchup, one of the biggest regular season matchups in the 20-year history of the WNBA. Hope we get another 20 more years of the WNBA. Shout out to the WNBA, 20 years, <laughs> women. Can't wait to see what you guys do Impressive, next. impressive. Uh, of course, we have to touch up on the Minnesota Lynx and the Los Angeles Sparks. Uh, what a game it was. It's truly a classic, and I hope it will, it will be on ESPN Classics here in a uh, few years. Um, everybody's going to remember. Give it five. Give it five I mean, years of the gotcha. ESPN Classics. I remember it wasn't. Maybe another 20. It didn't have too much <laughs> meaningful uh, impact yet. Obviously, they're probably going to meet in the uh, postseason, um, but the Lynx did take it. Um, well, one of the big things was Maya Moore. She she went she went over three, yeah, from the from behind the the three point line, but uh, Renee Montgomery s- stepped up and hit a big three to to win the game. That's true. That's true. That's like, true. Like the Kyrie Irving of the WNBA right now. That's a great point. You, you took the words right out of my right out of my mouth. Except Renee Montgomery is a forward, so maybe you could call her the Kevin Love. I don't know. You could, yeah, the Kevin Love that could have been, that should have been, should have been. I know Candace Parker was ma- looking to make a statement in this game. Uh, she wasn't a huge factor, only scoring nine points and s- eight rebounds. She had six assists. Six assists. I mean, as a as a and center, that's a huge factor. That's a, that's a pretty impressive. She's still on the stat sheet, but usually they need Candace Parker in the paint, posting up points. Um, the loss, the Sparks didn't score their uh, towards their average, uh, thus leading to a Lynx victory. Um, but again, uh, they have another matchup coming up here soon. Um, I know I'll be watching. I'll be tuning. I know here at Dadbot's D team, we'll all be watching. I think we're gonna have a viewing party. I believe so too. Yeah, we, yeah. Keep an eye out on Facebook for those of you who show any interest in having a WNBA viewing party. Uh, just uh, uh, what do you? Uh, they have those live feeds now. Yeah, go off in the just go off in the comments below and, and let us know if you're interested. We'll well maybe we'll get you out to Dadbot's headquarters and uh, and uh, grab a couple pizzas. I uh, I just got a beer fridge so. Uh, the beers are flowing, uh, so just let us know. Just let us know. So I just saw this <clears throat> for for those listening, for all those in America listening. I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm a WNBA expert like Gooses or Math, but I just saw this. Uh, the Sparks, one of their starting guards, is Christy Tolliver. Is she uh, related to Anthony Tolliver, former Suns player, now playing for the Detroit Pistons? Uh-huh. I, I'm just curious if you if you. Uh, let's make a quick plug here for Ancestors.com. Uh, go check that out. I mean, maybe we can, maybe we can figure find out your, this, find your family. this lineage. Your family. Maybe they need to find each other. <laughs> All right, moving on to, uh, of course, we want to touch on the, uh, obviously, the heated matchup that Mav was so excited for with this Mercury, that who he follows religiously. Religion, um, it's a religion. They had their home and home this weekend. Of uh, Unfortunately, I know Mav's been pretty upset, pretty distraught this weekend. The Wings took both matchups with Glory Johnson easily playing out Brittany Griner. Does that say something about where they're at in their uh, settlement? You know what? I think that speaks volumes. I mean, obviously, last week I said it's either going to be a pillow fight or a fist fight. And uh, as uh, what the stats are showing, you know, I was watching the game. uh, It was a battle. And uh, obviously, Glory Johnson brought the fists. Uh, Brittany Griner brought the pillows, and uh, look how that ended up, you know. And we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. In terms of yourselves. Not much, not much more you can say about that. There's, uh, there's still a lot more to be played in this 20th. Again, so amazing. This 20th WNBA season. Um, with the Olympics coming up, I know they'll be taking a break real quick. But uh, the playoffs, I mean, there's so much parity in this league right now. It's going to be definitely the playoffs I can't wait for. I'm super excited. Um, but I know we got to move on. 
Uh, to our next topic, PC Principle. Yeah, uh, this uh, segment is brought to you by AOMain.com. <laughs> Shout out to uh, our uh, Chilean our Chilean fans. Chile, uh, our, the uh, national team is going. They're the, in the semifinals. They're playing Colombia. Our, Ch- our Chilean uh, <laughs> our Chilean rivals in the uh, sports community. Uh, absolutely, and I, they, they I, defeated Mexico. I think our I think our edge um, <laughs> on this one is that our website has a lot better infrastructure than uh, AOMain.com. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> CJ, we love you. No no beef. No beef. Wait, did you just bring the pillows or the fist? <laughs> I always bring the fist. <laughs> I always bring it. <laughs> no, but I, uh, Nick, I know you tuned in for a little bit or, or at least watched the highlights. Chile just totally dominated uh, dominated Mexico, which I was surprised because it seemed like El Trey was making their, their comeback. You know, uh, I think, uh, I, think uh, I can't remember. One of my sources said it best when they called it. La Roja Wedding. Uh, for you Game of Thrones fans out there, the Red Wedding, uh, we all know how that turned out uh, for the for the, uh, you know, the men of the north, and uh, it really showed. Uh, 7-0. You, I mean, that's... I think Mexico needed to put a little, more, a little bit more toe into their shots. <laughs> <laughs> that's, shout hey, out, hey, shout hey, out to Mav. Hey, let's not, let's not give that away. That's a Mav secret. That's a Mav special sauce. Saving that for Heath. Saving that for Going to teach that son how to play real soccer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, let's move on. Uh, well, can we talk about USA? Yeah, let's go to USA. Kind of for, national I feel, I Moving on from uh, to. Mexico and uh, Just Chile. Two equally embarrassments for uh, North America, Mexico, and U.S. Um, equally embarrassing, I would say. Well, it, it just goes to show you how little America cares about something. <laughs> I agree. And with that being said, I think we should move on because there's really no point in even bringing well, up U.S. soccer because... Here at, here at Dead Bods, we can spin a lot of topics, but USA soccer is not one of those things. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, PC Principal, I know you had um, some big news coming from... Uh, from, from your the, sources. From your sources. My sources that, uh, that from... Uh, entertainment. Not from the entertainment industry, you know, mainstream. This isn't mainstream sources. <clears throat> but, uh, so, I guess NHL is moving, they're going to put a franchise in Las Vegas. And that kind of got me in, thinking, is this, the, is this franchise going to pave the way for more franchises, uh, such as, where are some of the rumors with the NFL? I forget some of the teams. The Raiders. Know. The Raiders wanted to get down there. Um... I'm, for some reason, I feel like your source might be Johnny Manziel. I know he spends a lot of time in Vegas. Uh, Johnny, if you're listening, uh, thank you for the tip. Um, I, Mav, personally don't have much to say about this. Um, I would really like to see the Raiders go to Vegas. But uh, I think that the only thing that's appropriate right now is if uh, we send it to our casino uh, specialist, uh, Goose. You know the casinos. You know that type of area. I know you've been to uh, Vegas a few times. Uh, caught the shows. Caught the casinos. Um, what do you think about this? Well, here's what Goose has to say. Um, when it comes down to it, Las Vegas is a thriving community. I mean, there's Henderson. There's all places. The suburbs are growing wildly in Vegas. It's one of the most popular growing towns in America. Um, honestly, Vegas isn't that bad as long as you're not looking to get into trouble. Um, I know the Strip is pretty rough. But outside of that, I mean, I know I have one of my best friend's aunts lives there. And... Uh, She's very wholesome, very friendly, and I think she would love to have some sports teams there. Uh, whether it be NHL, I know the Raiders. I, 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 I'm all for it. I think Las Vegas is deserving of a of a sports team, if not two. 
Um, I know the leagues are worried about betting, but that's only a matter of time before both come into play. Um, shout out to FanDuel and uh, DraftKings. Uh, you think Annie C is going to be wearing the shoulder pads with the spikes? I think so. I think she's, she's, a, I think she's a full Raider. out, full out Raider fan. Like she deserves a sports team. I'm sure she's been dying for it. Um, I really think Vegas deserves it, and I think uh, it's only a matter of time before the NFL moves there. I think a lot of people in that community would uh, would embrace uh, a, a Las Vegas team. I think a lot of people would make the trip out to Vegas if you're a fan of a different team. I think you make it out to Vegas because uh, just to catch a show and uh, catch a game. I think uh, I think it really worked out. And what better franchise to be there than the Raiders? Like I perfect fit. They're known as like. The evil, the black hole. What better place than the black hole itself, Las Vegas, the Sin City, Sin City. And I, I wouldn't disagree with you, Goose, on the the fans not wanting them there. I just think, obviously, every team league has stayed away from there because of the potential gambling scandal. I mean, the closest franchise to Las Vegas, I think, is uh, Phoenix. Yeah, Tim Donahue. Oh, if the, if the bookies could get down there and hold uh, me back, hold me back, <laughs> not Tim Donahue. <laughs> If they could influence, uh, you know, teams from, you know, I know the world's a lot smaller these days with communication being the way it is, but I'm thinking if you have them right there, how easy is that? Instead of scalpers, you have bookies like, oh, are you the ref for the game tonight? Like, okay, like just shave a couple points here and. Uh, yeah, but let's. I, I'm, I'm just. I know. I, I see, and I see what you're saying, principal. But at the same time, betting's only a matter of time. It's in sports already. Obviously, people love it. People love to do it. I, I am a little bit weary. Obviously, R.I.P. RIP uh, 2007 Suns. Um, we got screwed. Um, but I think betting's only a matter of time, and if people want to bet in this world today, they can do it. So I think uh, it's some as a world, we always pride ourselves on being progressive. Uh, look at the WNBA. They've been around for 20 years. Um, so we 20, need to, 20 great years. Oh, it's been amazing. So we need to keep progressing, and I think Las Vegas is only a matter of time. Um, and that's, I just want to make a quick point is, uh, I don't know how many it's, it's the big deal right now. How many commercials for FanDuel and DraftKings are on during your NFL games? Sure. You can make the, you can make the, uh, the argument that it's a game of skill, uh, to choose these players and to put these teams together. But let's be real there. Let's be real with ourselves, guys. Let's, let's be real. Let's be, let's be real. And speaking of being real, let's get to the bachelorette. Who is there for the right reasons? I think for the real reasons. For the real reasons of of JoJo, our very own uh, JoJo Fletcher. I think this episode, this last week's episode, is obviously uh, a kind of a touching moment to see uh, Chad Johnson go. I uh, rest in peace, Chad. Again, we here at Dad Bod's D Team kind of we, we Chad grew on us for what he did. He was honest and. Uh, spoke his mind and again we're sad to see him go and i don't know your thoughts on this week's episode he left the house a better place did he though did he let's 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 go back um you know this this week's episode we've seen a lot of things happen obviously the departure of chad um but i think as much as i hate uh evan he brought up a solid point about how chad left and uh and and with him he took the, the common enemy of the house. Um, one episode, this one episode, we saw Chad gone, we saw Evan gone, and we saw Daniel gone. You got Chad, who's the who's the who's the villain. 
you got Daniel, who's the villain's friend, and you got Evan, the instigator, all left. Um, I'm thinking that's not a coincidence. I think they were kind of just kept around, and, and now it's time to get down to serious business. What do you guys think? Well, don't forget Vinny and Grant, too. Yeah, I think Vinny's time was uh, was uh, time was a tick in. I think his his clock ran out. He got his uh, last haircut in. And was like, it? Okay, yeah, see he, he gave me one haircuts, and and that was the last we saw of him. I was just never a big fan of Vinny in the first place. Uh, his his, his straight line haircut is too much for me. <laughs> well, doing no, he, he does. He is a barber in uh, Florida, so I think that's all you need to know. Uh, what kind of haircuts he's given? Uh, very retirement, similar. retirement. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. Uh, guys are getting their haircuts every two weeks. We all know where Pat Riley goes. Um, a few things. A few things I just want to touch on from this episode. I just want to declare my distaste for all these poem writers that are always on the Bachelor oh, and Bachelorette. Boy. Why is there always that one or two guys that just feels the need to write a poem? Who was that? Was that James? 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 F. F. James? F. James F. Yeah. And then he got he got booted too. It's just like what yeah. I mean. I'm sure girls swoon over poems. I've never been a poem writer myself. I don't know if Principal, have you ever wrote a poem <clears throat> for a, for a lady friend? I've written a ballad or two. Okay, time. did it work? Well, uh, I think I that's I think that's all you need to. We do. don't need to dig into. <laughs> no, I, I think I think I, I haven't actually. Okay, stepping back. <laughs> Let's keep this PC. Uh, I, I I've actually never written a poem. Okay. For, oh, okay. Right for yourself. But I thought about it. But it, I, I always came back to, I've seen The Bachelorette, I've seen how poems have not worked, and uh, that's always What about songs? James James T, he writes the occasional song for JoJo. See, song's it's impressive. It seems to be working. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with songs, because that takes some like real skill and real talent and singing stuff. I mean, coming from, a, from an artist like myself, uh, shout out to Man in the Middle, uh, buy your albums today. Throwback, throwback Thursday, Man in the Middle, uh... Get your copy today. Just uh, comment on the Dad Bods D team, and you get a soundtrack from your very own Goose. Sound off in the comments below. They're five dollars a piece. Okay, <laughs> platinum. Uh, but five, I've never five records sold. <laughs> a lot more than that. Uh, anyways, I just want to touch. I mean, I, again, I'm just not a big poem guy. I've never understood what the uh, fascination with those are. But I do want to touch. Uh, I noticed as soon as Alex got rid of, apparently he got rid of Chad. Really, all he did was tattle on him. And Evan wanted his twenty bucks from his shirt. <laughs> like, dude, what a joke, man! Like, like how cheap? Dude, the, the erectile dysfunction business must be pretty damn slow. If you are begging for your shirt, it looks like he got it from. I don't know where he got it from. I'm assuming he. he sh- where you guys? Th- where you guys thinking he shops at? I, I'm well, calling Old Navy. I was going to say Old Navy too. It's about a plain red V-neck, if I remember correctly. It wasn't impressive. It didn't look soft. It looked cheap, and his sleeves looked too short. Obviously, it looks like it came from Old Navy. Well, um, the, the worst part about Evan is that he acted like he, he hadn't done anything. He's like, what do you mean? Like, why are you mad at me? <laughs> like, dude, come well, on. Like, you just sat there with freaking Alex, the, the big whatever he is. The, and, uh, the, the American the hero, <laughs> quotes. <laughs> big? He's the shortest one there. What are you talking about? <laughs> it was an oxymoron. As Chad would say, he's only around because JoJo doesn't want the world thinking she hates short people. <laughs> <laughs> but that did keep her from sending, what was his name, Cameron home? Or I forget. I forget. One of the guys that went home, Man. Chad's like, oh, there goes a short guy. <laughs> but with Evan, he was like really ticking me off because he's acting like he's the victim here. I'm like, 
you made yourself expendable by going after Chad, and as soon as he gave that uh, ultimatum, I think it was last episode, yeah, right? I think where he said, me or Chad, I think she really thought, oh, yeah, I really don't see myself with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can, you, can you imagine marrying someone who's just going to make ultimatums all the time? And then not only make ultimatums, but not follow through with those yeah. ultimatums. True. True. I was, you just can't take him seriously. He's I mean, a joke. His hair was a joke. His body's a joke. His shirt's a joke. And uh, obviously, JoJo thought he was a joke because he he packed his bags and went home. Was the football game this? It was a few couple of, couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, so for those <clears throat> listening, I just was catching up, and that really, as soon as I watched the football episode, that really uh, cemented the my nose, opinion the of Evan. Randy Warmpuss. <laughs> Randy Warmpuss with the nosebleeds. <laughs> I'm really surprised that he didn't his his nose didn't bleed. He he was calling it on the sand dunes and and it didn't happen. I was really hoping for that for that third nosebleed. I I just think that that was strike three for him. Would have been unprecedented in uh, bachelor bachelorette history. Yeah, I I can't recall any other person having three uh, three nosebleeds within the first three weeks. Not that many. Anyways, I do want to touch on a few more points. This goose here. Um, Goose keeping us on the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he really, uh, he really helps us shoot from the hip, uh, <laughs> but shoot straight. I noticed there, there is some drama brewing in the house. Obviously, Jordan, uh, obviously the front runner. I think still the front runner. Um, some past relationship gets brought up. I think JoJo's a little worried, and I think uh, in some the foreshadowing they kind of preview that uh, he gets into more trouble. Um, We'll get into that a little bit later. Maybe uh, Goose and Principal can share their thoughts. Also, want to touch on uh, Derek. I know it's Derek starting. Yeah, to... he's he's taking he's taking Chad's spot as a villain. He's coming off as but, uh, as the pity rose. I have no problem with Derek. I have I have to go with Principal this one. I don't understand Alex's point on why he's thinking that he got the pity rose when obviously JoJo likes him to give him the rose, and she didn't give it to Alex at first. So I don't know what Alex's deal I think, is. Um, I think the th- the the big word that um, played a detrimental part, uh, like played a big part in Derek's uh, new villainry, is when JoJo said, "I'm going to give you this as re- give you this rose as reassurance." Yeah, right. When he was speaking to JoJo, I don't think he uh, brought up reassurance. I think he just voices opinion, you know, voices emotions that he was kind of jealous. Well, he didn't and get one on one. Yeah, for he, a while, he, had, right? he, had, he hadn't gotten some time with JoJo, and so I think he, you know he just kind of expressed his feelings that. He wants to see more of her, and and she was more than happy to be like, oh yeah, I remember Derek. We shared a good date, and uh, I want to keep you around. So he gave gave him the rose. Um, Alex is just kind of a whiner, in my opinion. I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan at all. You know, he supposedly got rid of Chad. Uh, apparently, he's the hero. Which, whatever. He's a joke. But uh, well, he let everyone else do his dirty work. Yeah, and he came he, in and yeah, swooped. He, he let Evan. Vulture, he let Evan, he let Evan kind of go. He he encouraged Evan to be the the forefront of the anti Chad movement, and Alex is kind of the puppet in the background. And uh, he's just, I mean, he's just short, man. I, I think yeah, <laughs> I could see him easily leaving uh, in the next episode. Oh yeah, definitely. I, 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 think I he, definitely see that as well. He's on the chopping block for sure. But that. Uh, I think that kind of leads us to who who do we think is staying around? Talking about Jordan as the front runner. Well, we're going back to our of course we got to have our weekly predictions of uh, who's who we think's uh, front runner and who we think's going to go all the way. Um, real quick on Derek, I just want to say villains got a vill. Um, Amen. As far as favorites, I think this is Goose here. Uh, I think the obvious choice is Robbie. I think Robbie's a front runner. Um, after this past one-on-one, uh, he's wearing those chubbies, 
and digging the chubbies. Shout out to chubbies. Shout really, out to chubbies. Really great shorts. Um, wear, got, got a pair myself. Um, but he was wearing them. They he he went all out and told her his feelings and uh, made the plunge. I know uh, PC Princess made plenty of plunges. Uh, have a soup eye falls. We could call him the plunger. <laughs> PC principal plunger. Uh, he jumped off have a soup eye falls. I know he's jumped off a few lake like pal jumps. He's always making plunges, and so uh, trying I just, to make a splash. I just want to know your thoughts, principal, on this latest plunge of Robbie. Yeah, Robbie. And well, if maybe who else do you see uh, going all the way? Perhaps. Well, speaking back to your uh, thought, your uh, comments on foreshadowing, we know Robbie's about to get into some. Heat here soon, but it's kind. Of, I I like Robbie right now, but as we know, his uh, just bringing this up. I saw this on Jimmy Kimmel last night where they were interviewing Chad. Yeah, and I think Chad's getting his revenge <laughs> because here on Instagram it's at at real Chad Johnson, and he posted this. He went and he found Robbie's ex. And he hooked up with her. So how funny? Okay, let's. How funny would that be if Chad made the rounds of every single one of these guys' ex-girlfriends, and he just got it in? How funny would that be? How funny would that freaking be? That would take villain to a whole new level. It'd be unprecedented. Well, I don't think Chad's a villain. I think he's just getting hits. The villain's got a vill. He's not here to make friends. He said it multiple times. He ain't upset. He's just uh, getting back at the uh, the West Side Story gang there. But no, no. Anyway, uh, what else? Um, I mean. Goose, I agree with Mav here. Goose, I agree with you that, uh, I mean, we talked about it last week. Uh, Jordan, I still feel, is uh, the, the front runner at this point. Um, they did, JoJo confronted him about his uh, old flame, and he was pretty quick to, to dismiss the cheating uh, the cheating question. Um, do you guys feel like that's pretty sincere, or do you feel like uh, he, he might be hiding something? I think he's definitely hiding something. I think there's more to uh, Jordan. I think that's going to be revealed. In the uh, upcoming episodes, it was kind of funny his thing though. He's like, "Oh, yeah, she just, she just wasn't comfortable with me like talking to other girls, being friendly." <laughs> but I, and then he like put, puts on himself kind of like a false modesty. He's like, "I guess I should have uh, seen that before and maybe given her the attention she needed." I also, I also want to point out when she asked him a question, he took a drink of his uh, his beverage before he answered. Usually a tactic to give him more time to think about his excuse on what he's going to say. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, just another reason I think he's uh, feeling a little guilty. I think that's an episode one of Why to Me. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I definitely saw that too. He, he definitely like he looks away from her as well. He's yeah. kind of like, oh crap. Like, yeah. I mean, wrapping up. Can of worms. Uh, I mean, if you guys don't have anything else to say about Jordan, uh, I'll just uh, repeat what Chad said. The, the best thing about... Uh, <laughs> Jordan is his older brother, and uh, the worst part about Jordan is that he isn't his older brother. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm going to pull up an, a guy. Um, I'm still not a big fan of Luke. JoJo seems to be a big fan. I can't say I'm a big fan. Once He's again, American hero. Once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat. He seems a little too sad in my books. He doesn't mm. seem to smile too much. Mm. However, I will say, uh, after the last episode... Um, they had the little outtakes, and he was kind of showing his nips a little bit yeah. and uh, his little B cups. And uh, I thought I, that's probably the most I've ever seen him joke around. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be that uh, like laid back and easygoing with JoJo. I think uh, he's kind of not putting his whole self out there. 
Uh, what do you guys think? I, ha- I had to appreciate that. Also, I was going to bring up the same point that uh, I enjoyed that the ABC brought up that blooper reel and showed the side nip. Uh, it really went a long way, in my opinion. It really, it really sent me back to uh, to Jace Warner. I agree. Jace Warner and uh, that time we were at the... Uh, <laughs> a restaurant. Hooters. <laughs> I'll say it. Hooters. Uh, Sarah knows. I've been to Hooters once. It's terrible. Anyway. Um, the wings aren't good. The wings aren't good. The waiter, waitresses don't hit on you, so don't expect it. And uh, their birthday celebration is completely awful. Just uh, ask the magician. Ask the magician about that one. Uh, but anyway... Uh, PC principal, what do you think about that? What do you think about Luke and, uh... See, okay, so Luke, I feel like he's... Uh, tons of respect to our uh, military servicemen out there, but I feel like Luke, he does have that maturity, and maybe it comes across as a sadness, but I think it's just a, a appreciation for life and a very uh, and a true humility, where, I'll be honest, I, I'm not meaning to diss on Alex here, but I am, but... He seems like a, I don't know, like a recruiter type or like a reserve where he's like just chilling on the mainland and whatever. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, get your education and, you know, move along in life. But it, you can just see that where he's uh, a... <clears throat> oh. No, uh, yeah, 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 that's continue. what I'm saying, that, that maturity. That maturity. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I, I'll just repeat um, to wrap up our bachelorette. Uh, well, I'll give my thoughts and we'll kind of go around and give our final thoughts, but... Uh, I'm still kind of gunning for Robbie right now. Uh, really takes some guts to, to take the plunge. And uh, I think right now my support is behind him at this moment. Yeah, I still I still think Chase is somebody to look out for. I think he's uh, going to get some more time here shortly. And I just have to say I think Alex has that uh, short man syndrome where he's just always looking for something to prove. And he's always puffing his chest out trying to intimidate anybody. But at five foot you you're not going to intimidate a lot of people. Principal? Uh, Alex has... Uh... He, he's really good at that little side hug. I think it's just because he's too short to go <laughs> around. But to my real point, last last thoughts, I think she, being from Texas, she's going to go for a country boy. So watch for Logan or James T. I think we should all be pulling for James T here. I like dad bod I, I really, Because I really he has like, a dad's, dad bod. Yeah, I definitely. I, I, I'm a big fan of James T. Um, he shares... Shares a name with the great singer-songwriter, the, the real James Taylor. Uh, Susie, one of Susie's favorites. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to my mom, Susie. Shout out, mom. Hey. <laughs> that was goose. Shout out to James Taylor as well. Uh, <laughs> fire and rain. Anyway, uh, we'd like to wrap it up here. We've gone a little bit further, but uh, as we record more podcasts, we'll definitely try and bring you guys more content. Um, Great podcast. We're happy to have the yeah. PC principal. Great to have you, principal. Um, I'm glad to be here on the curb. Yeah. Great hey, to be a little more uh, politically correct. Yeah, definitely a little. <laughs> I'm just glad he didn't call woo-woo on us. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, signing off, uh, this is Mav, Goose, and PC principal. And always remember, uh, the only difference between champ and chump is you. <laughs>